0: Okay, that's not a rhetorical good evening. Good evening. It's good to see you. Good to see you. My goodness, there's energy in this room tonight. I can feel it. can feel it in the spirit. Um, two things I want to do. First, I would like you to welcome two of the most important people in my life: my mother-in-law and father-in-law, Larry and Linda Wakeley are right here. They are so embarrassed that I'm calling their names out right now, but they made and raised and loved and discipled and cherished the woman that I love. And there's nobody like Nana and Pops. So uh, anyway, I love you, welcome. We always are better when you're here. The second thing I wanna say is, uh, thanks for letting me go last week to South America. We, Pastor Brady and I and Pastor Kedemias Tamares from Nueva Vida, we went down with Pastor Brad Baker and we have some global partners that we as a church support. We were also interviewing some potential new partners. And then we did a couple pastors conferences. And I just want you to know the work that those folks are doing down there is absolutely critical. They're serving Jesus. They're laying down their lives. Most of them, they average making 200 to $300 a month. That's their monthly budget. that's like you're doing really well, these folks that we were with. And the government of Panama shut the church down for two years solid. They didn't have one service for two years. And the government in Colombia for one year. And these pastors who are just on the brink, they feel like they're church planters again because their church just disappeared over two years. And they're coming back together and we met with them Last Saturday morning was the, the final meeting. There were about sixty pastors in a small uh, hotel ballroom that we were in, and uh, again making two hundred to three hundred dollars a month. And at the end of the meeting, we were able to go around to each pastor and give them hundred dollars from you, and they collapsed on the. Some of them literally like fell on the floor, like one-third or, or a half or whatever of our monthly budget, they're sobbing, and they're saying, please tell your people thank you. So when we give, <laughs> I want you to know some of the things that that's going towards. So bless you for your generosity. People are rejoicing in South America right now because of New Life Church, and so I say thank you tonight. If you, if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 5. We're in Week 3 of our series going through the Sermon on the Mount and Pastor Andrew did such a beautiful job last week with the second half of the beatitudes. And tonight we're going to be reading out of Matthew 5:13 through 16. So what I'll do is I'll read this text and I'll pray and then we'll jump in. So hear the word of the Lord from Jesus in Matthew 5:13. You you Hey you You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. And you, you are the light of the world. You are a town that's built on a hill that cannot be hidden neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. And in the same way, New Life Friday night, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. This is the word of the Lord and all God's people said, thanks be to God. Let's pray. Lord, we are desperate to hear from you tonight. We're desperate to go to the southern hemisphere this week and see people who are desperate and yet they remain. Lord, it just reminds me of how desperate we are to hear from you tonight. We're we're desperate for the kingdom of God to come in Colorado Springs. We're desperate for our nation to be healed. We're desperate for people to be called out of darkness and into marvelous light. We're We don't have anything without you. And so we say, Lord, speak to us tonight. We're not here to twist your arm as if you don't want to. We're just telling you that we need you to. So, Lord, open our hearts and open our ears and open our eyes and make us soft again and make us receptive again and make us innocent again and make us humble again, make us holy again. May the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O oh Lord, our strength and our redeemer, we pray these things tonight in the name of the Father and the Son and the holy Spirit, and all god 's people said. We as often as we can try to sit at the dinner table with our kids and and it's been great having Nana and Pops at the dinner table this month because there's just an, another generation of stories. We like to tell stories of God's faithfulness and you know where we come from. Wakeley, our youngest, you know who you're named after, right? Larry and Linda Wakely. Hey, Wilson, you know who you're named after, right? Dan and Wheezy Wilson, Hey, Lillian, Lillian Carroll. You know where that comes from? Linda Carroll and Lisa Carroll. Like, we want them to understand the story they're living in, and we also want them to know how high the stakes are in the world. Like we're not doing anyone any favors to sugarcoat it and to hide our kids away and to not help them deal in reality. So we sit down, we tell stories and we talk about complexity and we try to laugh. We do high, low and ha. You know, what's your high moment of the day? What's your low moment of the day? What's the moment that made you laugh? You know, high, low, ha. And so we we just like to have big conversations. But what we're always trying to do at the table is say, this is who you are. Hey Lillian, woman of God, made in his image beautiful as the day is long smart as a whip called by god this is who you are wilson awake that you look me in the eyes you're men of god this is who you are and jesus in this text right here is saying to us this is who you are he has started with the Beatitudes and he's saying blessed, blessed and blessed and, and the poor in spirit and the merciful and the meek and the peacemakers and those who are just seeking after God pure in heart, you'll see God. He's, he's, he's helping us redefine reality with the Beatitudes, right? But now here in this moment, he shifts from redefining reality to reminding us of our identities. You are the salt of the earth, you are the light of the world. Jesus is saying, look me in the eyes because I want you to know who you are because you've got to get up from this table. You've got to get up from this mountainside and you've got to go back to school and you've got to step back into your workplace. You need to know who you are so you can go carry that into an aching world. This is what Jesus is doing in Matthew 5, 13 through 16. This is who you are are and the first thing he says is you're the salt of the earth and Jesus was living and preaching in the ancient world and he's talking to mostly poor people who are sitting out on that desert kind of mountainside and and salt would have been a part of their daily lives we we go salt of the earth oh he's salty oh that's great salt it, it doesn't mean as much to us we think about at the dinner table you know like salt right that's great that's too precious a view of salt. These people in the ancient world would have understood exactly what Jesus was saying because salt, first, it, it flavors. It, you know, I stood over the stove last night helping Lisa, we were making some spaghetti, and not, not you know, not. A, it was a good spaghetti, I'll just say. We were tucking in vegetables, you know, cutting stuff up so our kids didn't know, and, and working really hard. It was, it was an excellent spaghetti, and I was tasting the sauce right at the end, I was like, it's, it's not there yet, right? got a little black pepper, you know, crushed black pepper, and got some Himalayan pink salt, right? <laughs> it, it flavored, it popped, it was good. We sat around and we celebrated God's provision. Salt flavors things, and, 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 and what Jesus wants us to know is that he's sending us out not to be bland. Hey, you, let me tell you who you are. You're just su- supposed to go blend in out there. Just be really precious and cute and quiet and don't rock the boat. I just need you to go wait for heaven. Just wait for heaven. Jesus says, get out there and make people go, dang, what is this? This is excellent, and tell me more about this salt flavors things. And Jesus says, when you leave this mountainside, after hearing these words, you've gotten your identity embedded in your being, and I want you to go out and mix it up. I want you to go out and make people talk. I want you to go out and, and flavor the world and make the world pop with life. Go make people smile because of the flavor that's on your life. You are the salt of the earth. Make the kingdom pop in a world full of bland foolishness. That's what sin is. Sin is just bland foolishness. It's it's eating junk food all the time thinking we're gonna be healthy. (laughs) You gotta, sometimes you gotta tuck those vegetables in, right? You gotta, you know, Jesus goes, go out and, and make the kingdom pop in a world that thinks that foolishness is good for you. Go flavor the world. Salt flavors, but salt also preserves. Now we live in the last hundred years we've gotten refrigeration figured out but, but uh, innovations in canning and refrigeration have only really come on the scene in the last hundred to 150 years. For all of human history you have needed to find a way to preserve the meat that you have killed. Because you're not gonna eat a whole cow in one day. You gotta kill that cow and then figure out how to feed your family over the next several weeks or over the next month. And so what do you do? You pack it with salt and you preserve that stuff. You tuck it away, you keep it out of the sun and you're just hoping to buy yourself some time. Jesus wants us to know that we're supposed to be a preserving force in the world. In a world of decay, we keep things from going bad. Now, we don't do it perfectly, and we're not here to pat ourselves on the back like, you know, we're God's gift. Well, Jesus says, though, when you're, when you're staying close to me, I'm going to make you a preserving force in a world that is, is sliding into decay. In a world of darkness, in a world with the scorching heat of sin all around us, I'm going to make you, make you a people that preserve the world. You, you flavor the world, you preserve the world. Your presence will make things last longer, yes, but salt also stings salt on an open wound. Have you ever had that? I got in the Dead Sea eight or nine years ago in Israel. It's the lowest point on planet Earth, down in sort of the Syrian uh, African valley, this rift valley, and it's 1,300 feet below sea level, the Dead Sea, which is 10 times more uh, saline content than the ocean. You cannot drown in the Dead Sea. And I got in that morning after shaving, and I just barely nicked myself, and I didn't think a thing about it, and I just dove in the Dead Sea, and I died. I died. I died. <laughs> ah! Son of a motherless go. like what in the world is, like, it, you know, like, I felt like it, it was unbelievable. Salt stings, salt will wake you up. In the wrong place you put salt and it's gonna make you shout, right? And Jesus, I think, wants us to understand that part of our role is to kind of <laughs> shock the world back to life on the open wounds of sin and death. Jesus wants to send out a people to sort of rub us into situations that, that need healing. To kind of wake the world back up in a really important way. I played high school basketball and some college basketball at ORU, but in high school it was AAU ball. And I see we got a bunch of these ballers from the Air Force Academy over here, a bunch of football, just stallions in the house. And and you know you don't want to wrestle them they're just hosses and 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 we'd go out on these trips right AAU trips and we went to long beach california lbc and we went to vegas and we went to new jersey and we went to florida and we went to dallas and and, and roy williams is at our games and mike sieshevsky and bill self and all these ca- it was so much fun and guys that are still playing in the nba and 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 so it's an intoxicating environment to go to these large aau tournaments and then you finish the game and then you go back to these really swanky hotels and what I started learning, I know there's some teenagers in here so I'm, I'm gonna be discreet but I'm not gonna hide it from you. I started learning that some of these guys were acting a mighty fool at the hotel at the end of every evening. And then we would get up early and we'd go get ready, get our breakfast and we'd jump in the 15 passenger van that every AAU team had and we got in our van and they started talking about their sexual conquests. I was raised by Becky and David Grothy. And my mom, from, (laughs) good God. From the time I was 11, 12, 13 years old and kind of my voice was kind of dropping and my body was kind of getting into my body just a little bit, she would look me in the eyes and she would say, you stay away from strange women. (laughs) And that's an old King James, like that's actually Solomon's language, strange women. Like, like, it was biblical resonances when she was talking to me. It wasn't just like, and she, you stay away from strange women. I remember we'd be at parties, you know, like birthday parties, and I'd be over across the room and there'd be a couple girls that I'd be talking about, 14, 15, 16 years old, and, and I'd, I'd kind of catch my mom's eye from behind this girl's head and she'd be going, It ain't her. I promise you. And they drilled it like, Daniel, the stakes are so high. Let me tell you who you are. Don't be a fool. Stay away from strange women. I get in the 15 passenger van and these guys, and they know I'm a pastor's kid and I think maybe some of this was just to sort of rib at me. But but then they go, hey Daniel, how was your night last night? I said, it was excellent. Watched a movie, went to bed at nine. (laughs) But somewhere along the way, I don't know, was I 14 or 15, I went over to the Woodland Hills Mall at 71st and Lewis to the James Avery store. Anyone remember James Avery, right? And I bought a little ring with a cross on it because I thought, yeah, like it does matter and I want to try to be clean. I want to stay clean. I want to devote myself for the woman that God will give me someday. I'm not, I'm not the hero here. I'm not trying to go, oh, I'm so great in those guys. I'm not saying that. The temptation is everywhere. And it's not like, it feels bad. It feels, but, but the stakes are high. Stay away from strange women. You're, you're bought with a price. You're the salt of the earth, Daniel. Look me in the eyes. I want you to know who you are. Friends, in that time, my presence among some of my teammates was sort of a, sort of stung just a little bit. And it shut them up at different times. Because you're supposed to, flavor the world and you're supposed to preserve the world but you're also supposed to shock the world back to life and back to reality and back to holiness and and so friends jesus stands in front of us tonight and he says you are the salt of the earth but if the salt loses is saltiness how can it be made salty again it's no longer good for anything you throw it out and trample it underfoot and i just want to say how many christians today have abdicated their responsibility how many of us have become really boring and bland? How many of us have started mailing it in? How many of us have started, you know, just don't want to upset the boat, and I don't want the liberal media to get on my back, and I don't want to lose friends and followers, and I'm just going to kind of be quiet and tuck in over here in the corner. I'm just going to wait for heaven. And Jesus goes, "The heck you're going to wait for heaven? Because you are the salt of the earth." Get your butt up and let's go. Get back out there and preserve the world and flavor the world and sting the world if you need to. But just go be my presence. Go live it up. Show them what the life of the kingdom looks like. And it was a couple weeks ago, Wilson, my son, who's 13, he came into our room and it was late at night, like 8.30. (laughs) I was in bed. (laughs) It's only gone downhill from nine o'clock at high school. (laughs) but I was laying in bed reading and I've got a little nightstand with a couple drawers next to my bed and he starts going through the nightstand and I, I don't know what he's doing and, and all of a sudden he goes, hey dad, what's this? And it was my ring from when I was 14 or 15. I, I honestly didn't know it was in there. I hadn't seen it in years probably since we moved. It's been probably a couple houses since I've seen it. And I said, oh, sit down on the bed. You wanna know what that ring is? And I said, I, it's a ring that when I was your age, my parents were encouraging me to be the salt of the earth. They were encouraging me to follow Jesus. Mom was telling me to stay away from strange women. And, and, and so I bought this ring as a way of sort of commemorating that moment that I wanted, to, I wanted to meet a wife someday and be able to give her something. And he goes, can I have it? And I said, well, only if you know what it means and if you're buying into that. It's not jewelry, but if it means something to you, I would be honored for you to carry that story on. He goes, I would love to carry that story on. It's too big for his finger. So he's wearing it on a necklace around his neck right now upstairs, teaching a second grade class. And every day he gets up and he comes down with his little skinny body in, in his underwear and he's got a necklace hanging <laughs> with a ring. And I go, hey, you are the salt of the earth, Wilson. Wilson. Go be a man of God. Stay away from, like, the stakes are high, brother. Do you know who you are? Friends, Jesus says that we're supposed to be the salt of the earth. He also says, you are the light of the world. You are a city built on a hill that cannot be hidden. Jesus was talking to rural agrarian people, and they usually lived in the lowlands kind of surrounding Jerusalem, and this is why the psalmist talked about the songs of ascent, like, I lift my eyes to the hills, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, and he will, they they would sing these psalms, Psalm 120 through 134, as they climbed the mountain of God, they made pilgrimage to Jerusalem, they went up, and when they were out in the fields, there's not They don't have, they're living under the starlight. But then you get close to the city. And you hear the sounds and you smell the smells. And there's people dancing in the streets. And there's something going on there at the temple of the Lord. And you start, as the closer you get, the sky is lighting up. There's light pollution out there. And they go, look, we know where we're headed. We've got something to show us the way. Because there's a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. And Jesus says, you're like that. He's also talking to people who were seafaring folks. Many of these people, the Mediterranean wasn't that far away, and many of these people lived on boats. They were sailors and oarsmen on ships all around Asia Minor and going to North Africa and to Rome, and these folks would have understood the glorious feeling of seeing a lighthouse in the distance. You've been out under the cover of darkness. You're out on the high seas. No technology. It's just brutal. It's you and God's creation and hopefully we make it to our next destination and very, just very difficult seas and yet they get close to land and the lighthouse is saying, come in here. And Jesus says, you are the light of the world and you are a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. And you don't light the, the, the lamp and put it up on the, the stand and then put a basket over it. No, you put it up on the stand and it gives light to the whole house. And in the same way, let your light so shine before all people that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Jesus says, we are the salt of the earth. We preserve, we flavor, we sting the world back to life, but we're also a way of navigation. We help show people where home is, <laughs> We help show people where safety is. I've got uh, some friends, Lisa and I, James and Julia Thomas, and they're just absolutely darling Brits. I'll show you this picture, the first picture of James and Julia, a beautiful couple. And they're, uh, they've been married 30 years, and she's a doctor, and he's worked in private equity for all these years, and they've done well. They're believers, they pray. I mean, just just people you wanna be like in their young 50s. And James and Julia are on their sailboat right now, circumnavigating the globe. They're going 28,000 miles in 18 months. And they left from Spain. They went, uh, yeah, got on the boat in Spain, went down to the islands off the northwest coast of Africa. They left Africa and they shot over to South America. And then they went up to Panama, where I just was last week, and they went through the Panama Canal. I wanna show you the second uh, picture Keep going. So that's their sailboat. Keep going. Next one. So this is them going through the Panama Canal at like three in the morning. And they're crossing from the Atlantic into the Pacific on the other side. So let's go to the next one. Julia, she bought a bunch of bananas because they're leaving from Panama to the Galapagos Islands and that's a long uh, route and so they gotta stock up and so they're catching tuna and all these other fish and they're fixing food on the boat. The two of them on the boat for 18 months going 28,000 miles, unbelievable people and they're sending us these pictures and texting us humpback whales and all this stuff you know, all around them but along the way they've been texting me a lot of pictures but my, my favorite kind of picture that they've been texting me is this last picture. Go ahead. The Cape of Good Hope in South Africa, Kirsty's homeland. Brad, my brother-in-law's homeland. And they've been out for sometimes days and even weeks without seeing land. And then this. Two people. On planet Earth, in a boat, they can't see anything. They don't know where, it's unbelievable. And then you pull in and you see this and something in your soul goes, we're gonna make it terra firma. There's food there, there's hospitality there, there's, there's a shower there, God have mercy. This is my favorite genre of picture they've been sending me because this picture makes you go, we're gonna be okay, we're not lost, we can see life, there's society, there's food, there, there's, we're, we're gonna be okay. And Jesus says to us, you are like that people on the high seas of sin and death and, and in a world that's dog eat dog out there and, and, and cutthroat and competitive and people who, you know, people who feel left alone in this world and they're trying to figure out how they're gonna pay their next mortgage payment or they got that eviction notice or their kids are sick but they don't have great health care, and, and all of a sudden they, they come up and they get close to the church and I think this is kind of what we should be like at our best. Come in here. I know it's been difficult out there. It's been high seas. It's been choppy. You've probably gotten seasick along the way and you're running out of reserves and you you, you just need to get cleaned up. You need a good sleep. You need a good meal. You need some people to embrace you. The church is that Jesus says, you are the light of the world. You are a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. And I'll just say a city on a hill is fixed and faithful and bright and bright. And welcoming and hospitable and open to travelers. What I love about this is a city on a hill is just there. You don't have to do anything flashy, you just have to be a Christian. You don't have to be loud and noisy and you don't have to fight the world, all, get your brow all furrowed. You just have to stay steady. You just have to keep worshiping. You just have to love Jesus. You just have to open the scriptures. You just keep giving. You keep blessing the people that come in front of you and what happens is it's, it's like they've been out on the high seas and out in the darkness and they start coming close to you and something in their soul relaxes and they find all the provision that God has for them. Friends, we as the church have been called to be like that a city on a hill that cannot be hidden the question that i want to ask tonight is what happens when we stay salty people begin to taste the flavors of the kingdom and people are all of a sudden satisfied again in god People have what they need. So tonight I say to you, keep following after Jesus. Keep staying salty. Keep living in your identity. The stakes are high and the world needs you to flavor and to preserve and to sting them back to life. What happens when we shine bright and we stay steady like a city on a hill? People lost on the high seas, they find their way home. And one of the things I love, being here 18 years now, coming up on 18, is just how many people through the years have come in on the brink, right? Just on the, I could could go section by section and narrate stories to you of people that I've seen that look of just, just, frankly, deaf. they were scared, they were, they, were, they were wondering if anyone would take them in and here they are five years later, 10 years later, 12 years later and they're thriving and their lives are flourishing, why? Because the church was a, a city on a hill ready to receive them. When we live this way, people find home, people find safety and Jesus says to us, you are the salt and you are the light. I'll say tonight, the stability and sanity and generosity of your life following Jesus remains the single greatest evangelism strategy known to mankind. We don't have to make this so difficult. You stay faithful. You stay sane. You stay gracious. You stay kind. You stay loving. You open your hearts. You open your lives. And as we do this Don't look now, but the kingdom of God is coming and the will of God is being done and people are coming home. Church, there's three things I want you to see. How do we stay salty and how do we shine bright over the long haul? First is we we live a life soaked in the scriptures. Get up in the morning, open the Bible or listen to the Bible and just say, speak to me, Lord. And he'll say to you things like, you are the salt of the earth. He'll say to you things like, bless those that curse you and then he'll let you practice it. He'll say things like, turn the other cheek, and then he'll send someone your way who's gonna backhand you. He'll say things like, pray and fast and and give to the poor your alms and and take care of the needy. And then he'll send people your way who look on the brink or you're in the grocery store and you see someone counting out change and deciding what they need to put back in the basket. And you go, you don't need to put anything back in the basket. You need to put more in the basket, like take more food home. We've got you. So just read the scriptures and say, Lord, how can I practice this today? If you want to stay salty and you want to stay light in this world, open the Bible. The second thing, is live a life marked by worship and prayer. Get in the presence of God. Do it however you wanna do it. Maybe you've got a comfy chair. Turn on the music that you like or just sing your own song to the Lord. But just live in God's presence and say, Lord, I repent to you today and I pray that you'd make me clean, search me and know me and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting life and cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean and wash me and I'll be whiter than snow. And Lord, I bless that person that I'm struggling with. I pray today would be the best day they've ever had. And Lord, I pray that you would bless my kids. And Lord, I pray that you would take care of my parents. And just live in the presence of God, praying and worshiping and live this life of of scripture prayer and worship and the third thing the final thing is live a life among the people of god you cannot be this by yourself i cannot be this by myself i'm a terrible christian alone but you put the body of Christ together and we've got people who are financial planners and we've got doctors and we've got school teachers and we've got stay-at-home parents and we've got students who are gonna push us to, to keep living on the edge of faith and we've got saints who've been married for decades, 90 years old, following Jesus, living a long obedience and they provoke us. And friends, you look up after 18, 20, 30, 40 years of living this way and tell me if your life was unfruitful. It will not be. Your life will be fruitful. So tonight, church, let me remind you what Jesus said. This is who you are. You are the salt of the earth. And if the salt loses its saltiness, how will it be made salty again? It's only good to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Stay salty. And you, my friends, are the light of the world. You're a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. You are the under the dark night sky. People are coming close to you, and hope begins to rise that they might just have what they need. And neither do people light a a match, a a lamp, and put it up on the, the table, and then put a basket over it. No, instead they put it up on a stand, and it gives light to the whole house in the same way. Let your light so shine before all people that they may see your good deeds glorify your father in heaven you are the world's great evangelism strategy let's live it amen, amen. would you stand with me tonight church our communion servers are going to come and take their places and if you're new around here what we do is we we walk through the room and we come down front we've got stations one on that wall and one over here and then four down front so the ushers are going to dismiss you. you just come on through get your communion elements Hold them there as we worship. I'll come back up in a few minutes and we'll receive. Let's worship the Lord together.